0: Have you ever wondered what happened to Lance Von Erich? Find out in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Erich. You'll read stories about Chris Adams, Ric Flair, and Billy Jack Haynes. And of course, the Von Erich family themselves. Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon. Welcome to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and... For the second week in a row, I'm bringing back Tokyo Monster Cahegas. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, Vinny, man. Thanks for bringing me back to
0: Wrestleville. Man, I had a really good conversation with you last week, and I'm so glad that you were able to, to come back. We were talking about the NWA title, uh, your reign as champion, what the, the title of to the professional wrestling business and and some of the guys that that made that belt special. Um, I today I wanted to to kind of talk to you a little bit about you know when the NWA was going through its I guess its dark times or its bleak times and you know uh, there for a while the NWA was the wrestling promotion right and then. You know in the the nineties and, and years after that, you know it just became different. Can you explain what happened? you know i I wish I really
1: could um, you know, far as territory days and all that stuff, you know i I didn't follow indie wrestling. I didn't even know there was such thing as independent wrestling or, or wrestling, you know, so many different territories. So, you know, you just heard hearsay things when you, you'd you watch TV, like the Rock and Roll Express is coming in from here and this and that. And, uh you know, you knew there was other wrestling out there, but you didn't really realize how big it was, or at least I didn't. And even when I started in the business, just training, or even to my first match, I never went to an independent show in my life until, cause I didn't call Florida championship wrestling and shows like that independent, but I never went to an independent show until my first match. And, uh, so, you know, for me to sit there and, and say what I feel has happened is as I, I don't know, you know, I mean, I think it was just, you know, the world evolves, people evolve, businesses evolve. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I, I couldn't really say, <laughs> you know, it's the Attitude Era and, and with Nitro or, or even previous with WCW. I mean, I, I watched World Class and a lot of that stuff, but, you know, it was uh I was I was not that I didn't watch wrestling every chance I could, you know, but it's just one of those things that I didn't I wasn't able to, to follow that type of stuff to an extent, you know. I watched wrestling. I didn't care what it was. I didn't care, you know, I didn't care if it was a wrestling show. If it had a wrestler on it, I'd watch it, you know. I just don't watch TV anymore, so <laughs> I don't even watch
0: wrestling. You know, last week we talked about, I asked you, you know, when we talk about the NWA World Heavyweight title, you know, what wrestler comes to your mind? And you said it was Ric Flair, and, and I have to agree with you. But, you know, when NWA... Was in that period that we were just talking about after the territories broke up and, and Vince McMahon, uh, was growing his business to what it is today. Um, Adam Pierce was the NWA world heavyweight champion and, and, uh, we had talked about him earlier and, and what were your thoughts about what he did for the NWA and how he carried himself as champion?
1: you know, Adam carried himself as a, as a, as a champion should. And, um, by, by meaning so is, is the fact that, you know, Adam was a champion. He, he, he helped carry the NWA for numerous years, I feel. And I get, and I've, I've said this numerous times on other interviews and stuff. And, and, uh, I get, I get to the same question and, and I have no problem with saying it over and over cause it's true. Um, But when the NWA, you know, when I first got in the business, there wasn't – you didn't hear much about the NWA. But then again, the Internet wasn't like it is today either. And then throughout the years, you'd hear about it. You know, you didn't even – I didn't even really know it existed. And, uh, of course, just like many others. And uh, then what I remember the NWA when kind of realizing that it still runs, but they kind of do their own thing. They're way above me, you know, or whatever, you know, I just – you know, I never felt that I would work for them or anything, but you know, I remember Brent Albright and I remember Adam Pierce and that was probably in the, in, in Blue Demon. And, uh, oh, actually, you asked last week if I've worked any other world champions. The Blue Demon was one as well. Um, I worked him a couple of times. Um, but you know, throughout those years, I just remember Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce, Adam Pierce. And, and uh he I think he brought the recognition back to that belt, or not just the belt but to the n w a um because he he represented it, and for somebody to put himself in there and do the best he can and carry that company um and help represent it is a lot of work and Adam put the work in, and you know he he helped. The NWA he, he's the one that made it survive through a lot of these drowning years and uh, you know I give him all the credit with well, credit to do I mean he he's not just a heck of a you know a heck of a wrestler he you know but he's he, we're a champion he's you know he's a g- good guy too you know and he's very serious about the business and and um, you know that's that's I respect that you know and for what people do definitely but Adam Pierce yeah I you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Adam Pierce. You know, just a, yeah. as you know, as himself.
0: Absolutely, yeah, I I am too. And I and I've seen him wrestle on on tape. I've seen him in person a couple of times, but I've seen him wrestle on on tape uh, many times. And I and I really enjoy his work. I I think he's a class act, and and oh, he yeah, is yeah. he is a super guy.
1: You know? Yeah, and you know, and, and when you see him now and he's on TV, I see a lot of stuff online and videos and stuff. And then anytime I see something to do with Adam Pierce, it, you know, I watch it, and it's just, it's always good. It's Adam Pierce, and uh, you know, then I will see more and more, and I'm like, holy shit, you know, Adam's, you know, he's doing, he's doing his work. You know, he's working, he's doing his thing, and, and uh, it's great to see him in that position that he's in.
0: Absolutely, I I kind of think it's long overdue. But you know, I mean, oh, I think he most, most definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No one. You never know when opportunities knock. Sometimes you you pass them up and too naive and don't realize it. And sometimes you you know they just don't come soon enough.
0: Sure. Sure. Absolutely. You did a lot of wrestling in Latin America, right? Am I am I correct about that?
1: Yeah, um, a few countries. Um, uh, I worked in Puerto Rico, Um that was interesting. Very, very neat place with a lot of history of wrestling. Um then uh, I've worked in uh, Mexico, uh, Central America, Panama, um as well as the Dominican Republic.
0: And, and of all those places, was there, there one particular, uh, maybe region or, or, uh, Place of uh, wrestling promotion that stands out when you think of those places
1: um. Um, most definitely there's a you know just to go to Puerto Rico and have the honor to work with IWA and um, at that time it was a uh, Savio Vega uh, running with it and, and then you know work other you know shows there with other companies as well as WWC with Carlos Colon you know I mean to me, those are privileges. And, and another thing, I mean, my big word is I I have always felt fortunate in anything I've gotten, you know, I mean, I'm the guy that don't sit there and think I deserve it, you know, and, uh, um, I just work hard and it's always kind of let my work, you know, you know, speak for itself. But, um, um, in Panama, Central America, there's, I, I I was in and out of there quite often, um, for a couple years. And, um, there's a, there was a guy there that was a huge standout. His name was Panama Jack Daniels, PJD. And he was, I describe him as the Shawn Michaels of Panama, Central America, you know, a, a lost talent, you know, a talent that a lot of these people <clears throat> in these different countries such as, as that, they don't have the opportunities that many others do. They're poor countries, they're third world countries, and, you know, it's not the easiest thing for for them to fly to the United States and get a tryout or let alone spend time here. And, um, um, especially at a younger age, but, and some of them don't step forth with those opportunities, but, uh, um, Panama Jack Daniels was, uh, I, I, I wrestled him throughout, uh, Panama and, uh, They were definitely some of my standout matches because, I mean, like I said, he was such a baby face there. He was, you know, it was just incredible, the stuff we did. And um, that definitely is a, you know, and and wrestling is very real still over there. You know, the fans are very into it, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I've actually recently went there last year, went back to Panama after like 10 years and um, wrestle for a company down there called a global wrestling uh, evolution um, ran by a, a friend of mine that I've known since the first time I went to Panama. And I went down there and wrestled and, and they're all over. They're, if you look them up, you know, global wrestling evolution or GWE Panama, they're, they're you know, they're doing great things down there. But uh, I went down there and, um, you know, it was. <laughs> It was interesting because, you know, a lot of these guys in the locker room now, they're, you know, they're, 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 they're a lot younger than me. And, and, you know, they would sit there and tell me that they remember going to the shows and watching me and PJD, you know, and it was neat to, to see that, but also kind of like, really? (laughs) You know, but, but, um, you know, but they appreciated my work and, and you could tell it and they respected you. And those countries like that, the people are so respectful. You know, they're, they, they, they smile all the time. It's just a, a whole different world, you know, that, that people don't get to experience. And if they did, they'd be a lot more humble. But, you know, in, in Panama you know, it was a great thing, but I went down there and wrestled a little bit and then haven't been back down there since, of course, COVID and stuff came around. But
0: otherwise,
1: uh, um, Dominican Republic was always a great place too. I went in and out of there for a few years as well. And, uh, for a company called Dominican Wrestling Entertainment, DWE. And, uh, you know, there's a, that's an in- interesting place too to, to, uh, wrestle. It's, uh, it's very real there too as well.
0: And we were talking a little bit ago about, uh, Jack Bonanno and the, in the, the match he had with Ric Flair. Uh just to kinda fill in the, the listeners and then you can tell me uh what you did years later. Uh but if you can kinda help me fill in the listeners of what what happened with Jack Beneno and uh Rick Flair back in uh what was that? Was that eighty? It
1: was a long time ago. It was
0: nineteen eighty two. It was in
1: 1982. This way. wrestling was very real then. <laughs> yes. You know. Um, well, the story is, you know, and, and I've looked it up and read it too, but you know, I don't, I don't remember everything I, I read. But um, um, it's one of those situations where they basically had to do a, a, a last minute, you know, uh, and change the finish because I believe the the crowd was just uh, pretty much about to riot if Flair won. And, right. Uh, they didn't want that belt leaving that country, so I guess evidently they they changed, it, Flair changed the finish and put Jack over, Jack Manano over, and then I guess they did the phantom switch back, or it was just a phantom switch in general, you know, because back then you could do stuff like that because you didn't have the internet and everybody, you know, charoling sure. on everything that's going on and, you know what I'm saying, wanting to be media. Sure. So uh, um, that's why a lot of the history now, a lot of these Younger guys never heard of this, you know, or, or would never even know of it.
0: Right. I mean, you know, there is a, you know, with the internet, you, and it's 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 all there, right? You know, do you do you oh. find that some of the 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 newer guys in the business just really don't care to I
1: do any research on it? I think they just stay up to date. You know, I think that's uh. what a lot of it is.
0: I I think it's so important to know where where you came from and golly, we the guys in the well, business it's kind of like a tree you know exactly exactly you know I mean I started watching in in 1981 82 80 in 1981 I guess and um, but then I you know I know who, who Lou is and I know who Gene Kaninsky is and I know you know jack briscoe and and i and i know some history beyond when i started because i wanted to know who came before these guys that i was watching you know right you know and so what did you you guys do kind of i guess as a tribute or when you came in and had the match tell us about that
1: i was was actually i was uh, they set up a match uh when I was a NWA world's champion to wrestle in Dominican Republic, was the first time it's, you know, the, the title had been there since uh, however many years ago it was. And, um, um, so it was neat to be able to bring the, the world's title back to the Dominican Republic. And, and they actually had the, uh, former, referee of the Jack Bonanno match there I, on previous shows I had met Jack Bonanno. he was he was at some previous shows and I was lucky enough to be able to to meet with him and speak with him briefly and um you know but he wasn't at this show and uh, the referee the original referee was and, and so I just kind of you know I was kind of concerned on safety to an extent <laughs> you know it's uh because we kind of knew it was going to be an interesting night with with the belt there and and, um, what they were trying to create here. And and what we did is we did a dusty finish, and um, the referee, the former referee, climbed in and counted three, and, and, uh, you know, he was part of the finish, and and, uh, uh, I ended up getting the belt back, um, but I made sure I got it back right there Near the uh, curtain, so I could get out of there. But, uh, it, during the match, it's on YouTube as well. It's, uh, Tokyo Monster versus, uh, Rico Casanova and, uh, DWE D- Dominican Wrestling Entertainment. But, you know, there's, was, it wasn't a, the hu- a huge crowd like, you know, you would see a big giant Coliseum or whichever. But I mean, it was, a it was a very good live crowd. And, and, uh, um, you know, it was interesting when we were outside the ring and went over to guardrails. I, I kind of second guessed myself after doing that and, uh, kind of had to, if you watch the video, you can kind of see me watching my back turning around and stuff throughout the the arena. But, uh, um, it, it was neat to recreate something like that, you know, after so many years, it, something like that's not been brought back. And it was the same way I I brought the, uh, NWA world title back to Amarillo for the first time in 30 years, uh, when I took it back there and, uh, you know, ever since Terry had it. So, uh, um, you know, that was a, it was always a privilege to do anything like that to kind of re recreate history or, or go to places where it's, it's never been or anything like that. You know, I, I've just, you know, I respect the business. I love the business and, and, um, you know, it's just one of those things, man. And I was honored to be able to represent the NWA for sure.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. It, it would, I mean, I get it. I, yeah, I totally get it. I, I, I hold the NWA in high regard when it comes to wrestling. You you mentioned the NWA title. You know, it means something, you know? Sure. There's people that don't watch wrestling or older people who never watched wrestling, but they've heard of that name.
1: Sure. You know, that means
0: something. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, before we wrap it up, I know that you spent some time in Texas, and, and what are your memories of wrestling in Texas? And, you know, what are maybe some standout memories for you there?
1: I always liked Texas from the first time I went to the last day I left, and uh, anytime I can go back and and you know go to Texas for, you know I'm, I'm, hey I I'll jump on it any chance I get. You got fans all over the world, you know, and every fan is different, you know, fan base is different when you talk about the territories and stuff like that. But man, let me tell you, when you go to Texas. You know, I've been to plenty of shows and I'm sure you have or seen them too where the show starts and it's, you know, there's a lot of people and, and then as the show goes on, there's not many people. A lot of them leave, you know, depending on per show. But, uh, um, it don't matter in Texas, bro. The fans in Texas love wrestling. They understand wrestling. They want wrestling and they won't stop they won't shut up until the show is over they don't leave they i don't care how bad it is they don't leave <laughs> you know and uh you know and to hear hear them sitting there chanting you know let's go tokyo let's go you know or something like that it's just like wow i mean you don't you know that's there's certain parts of the world where you hear certain chants and they stand out you know for where they're at and and that let's go tokyo to me i mean is you know, is, is reminiscent of you know. Let's go, Kerry. Let's go, Kevin. Let's. You know, I mean, it was just one of those things. And, and the fans are great, man. They just love wrestling. You know, that's one of my big things about Texas is the fans. You know how how they love it so much. But as far as matches, I, I've had numerous to me standout matches. You know, in Texas. You know, a lot of phenomenal talent in Texas, and it's came out of Texas and um you know I've was lucky enough to be able to to travel all over Texas for you know about a two two to three year span uh, on a consistent you know basis weekly daily basis and actually like spend a lot of my time over there I I would live two to three weeks at a time over there and come home for a couple days or for a week and come back to Florida then then load up and go back to Texas for two, three weeks, or or whatever, and uh you know fly out of Texas to wherever I was, you know some other out of state bookings, like you know in New England or something, and then fly back to Texas and work, and then fly back to Florida, and you know it was a, a crazy time and a busy time, and, and uh I'm you know I I, I re- man I tell you the the travel that you know that was involved or just the you know the it's almost like you're camping out, man, you know, every day. And for these guys, for their schedule, like in the WWE, man, that's, bro, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be a road warrior to handle that stuff. Not, not, not just be as good, good enough to be in that business, but you gotta be a road warrior, man. You, you know, and, and uh, uh, that's the way I felt. I was nonstop and it was an interesting time and I'll say it was the peak of my career by all means, you know, and I say that. You know, because the amount of, the the amount of work that I had, you know, I was consistently busy and, and of course I was running, you know, had my run with the NWA. So, you know, it was just, uh, to me, it was, it was my prime, you know, by all means, you know, as far as, you know, into the business. Now, can there be another, you know, prime time? Shit. Anybody, you know, all you can do is just, uh, hope, you know?
0: Well, man. I could talk to you all day. I have enjoyed uh, hearing your stories. I have enjoyed you bringing back some uh, old memories for me, and I've just enjoyed uh, sharing a little piece of your journey through this business. So I thank you so much for coming on.
1: No, man, it was great. You know, it was good talking to you, and I look forward to doing it again.
0: That was Tokyo Monster Cahagas, and – this was WrestleVille Podcast. We'll see you next week. Do you remember Lance Von Erich from World Class Championship Wrestling? Read all about his career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Eric. You'll read passages by Dusty Wolf, David Manning, and Kevin Von Erich. 25 chapters in all, you'll be surprised by what you read. Get your book at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon.